0: I have the opportunity to show God love through the way that I love his people around me. And in essence, I'm able to also see his love through that for my for me and for that person to be able to put on his lens of love to see the world around me is just such a powerful thing.
1: Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that Grace can rewrite any story. That hope shines a light through our darkest moments and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times best selling author, Sally Lloyd Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. What's the difference between healthy striving for excellence and perfectionism? Aren't we supposed to achieve and grow? Aren't we supposed to do our best and be our best? What's wrong with self-improvement? Here's what Brené Brown says about what perfectionism is and isn't. Perfectionism is a self-destructive and addictive belief system that fuels this primary thought. If I look good, If I look perfect and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of blame, judgment and shame. Perfectionism is an unattainable goal. It's more about perception than internal motivation and there is no way to control perception no matter how much time and energy is spent trying. Perfectionism is addictive because when we invariably do experience shame, judgment and blame We often believe it's because we aren't perfect enough. Rather than questioning the faulty logic of perfectionism, we become even more entrenched in our quest to look and do everything just right. Perfectionism actually sets us up to feel shame, judgment and blame, which then leads to more shame, judgment and blame. It's my fault, I'm feeling this way because I'm not good enough. Perfectionism is not self-improvement. Perfection is at its core about trying to earn approval. The dangerous and debilitating belief system that I am what I accomplish and how well I accomplish it. Please perform, perfect, prove. Perfectionism is not the key to success. In fact, research shows perfectionism hampers achievement and is correlated with depression, anxiety, addiction and life paralysis or missed opportunities. The fear of failing, making mistakes, not meeting people's expectations and being criticized keeps us outside of where healthy competition and striving unfolds. Lastly, perfectionism is not a way to avoid shame. Perfectionism is a function of shame. Our guests today understand only too well the dangers of perfectionism. Brittany Mayer and Cassandra Speer were involved in the fitness and beauty industries for many years. When they began to untangle the self-images they'd created for themselves, they realized just how long they had been feeling not good enough. Eventually, they each left their industries and now both work at Her True Worth, an online ministry devoted to helping others connect and to have open and honest discussions, and ultimately, to help recognize the external forces that keep us in prisons of shame and perfectionism. Brittany and Cassandra are passionate about helping women understand their true worth, worth that is not based on what we do or how we perform or how we look. Their empowering message is that worth is not based on earning, but on receiving, receiving the truth of who we are, who God says we are. It's a timely message for us all and one I can't wait for you to hear. So without further ado, please welcome my friends, and now yours, Brittany Mayer and Cassandra Spear. Hi everybody, I'm Brittany Mayer.
0: I love Jesus. I am married to an amazing husband, my husband Ryan, and we have a two-year-old daughter.
2: I'm Cassandra Spear, I am an author, I am a mother of three rowdy and wonderful tiny humans. I am a proud military spouse of a United States Air Force veteran. We are planted in Oklahoma City, where my husband works for the Department of Defense at Tinker Air Force Base.
0: I used to work in the beauty and fitness industry about 10 years back. I, in that industry, found myself very disheartened by. The shallow messages of worth and false identities that were out there. I just remember having to go to work every single day and essentially my uniform was having a full face of makeup. And, you know, as an artist, it has to look good. You're essentially selling your product, which is your ability to do makeup. You have to wear good makeup. And I just remember it became kind of a daunting thing for me every morning to have to put on so much makeup and feel like almost drowned in it. Like I felt like I was masking myself and I kind of became like keenly aware of my own imperfections on my face and like that I wasn't enough to show up as my natural self. And it just kind of kept perpetuating in my life and it was essentially the same thing for me in the fitness industry where if I'm not keeping on top of my body and staying in shape and you know continuing to monitor the scale that somehow my worth and my value as a person would rise and fall on what I was seeing in my reflection and um, it became a fear thing for me too because I felt like I was just in this place where I had to be perfect in both aspects of my face and my body, and if I wasn't, that I was unworthy. And, um, you know, I, I was believing a lie that if I had more fat on my body that I was somehow not going to be loved.
2: So we were both in the beauty industry and I was a hair and makeup artist for over a decade. I actually was a color specialist before balayage was a thing. I worked in one of these really, really upscale, gorgeous, bougie salons and spa. And something that I would see consistently that really just grieved my heart was the consistency of my clients that would come in with their heads hung low and they would just avoid the mirror at all costs until we were finished. And then when we were done blow drying their hair and styling their hair we would turn them around and it was always like this grand reveal and it was always just the countenance of that person the light in their eyes would be rekindled they somehow the same person who had driven herself to the salon with her head hung low avoiding the mirror now couldn't keep her eyes off of what she saw it was like a whole new person and Six weeks later, that same person would do the same thing. It was like a cycle of repetition, and it really just grieved my heart because the only thing that changed was the way that she saw herself.
0: I just saw my own need to know, understand, and be anchored in my worth. I sought out not only to discover my true worth through the power of using God's word, but also through a healing journey of dismantling lies I had been believing about myself. And out of that discovery, I felt nudged by the Holy Spirit to found a online kingdom-focused women's ministry called Her True Worth. And at Her True Worth, we're dedicated to helping women find their true worth and identity in Christ. And we do that by making bite-sized devotionals for women to encourage them right where they're at. And we set out to impact as many women as we can online. I needed to be reminded of my worth every day through scripture, through prayer, through seeking the Lord. I just felt like it was my mission to show up and help women do the same. I wanted a team of women to steward this ministry with me because it did grow pretty quickly. And so through prayer, we ended up bringing on different writers to contribute content and volunteer to write posts for her true worth. Um, And that's actually how I came across Cass. And I just remember it was one of those posts that like stopped me in my tracks and it just really spoke to my heart and pierced my heart. And I went to her page and I just saw this amazing woman of God, like showing up where God put her and just being faithful to steward what he had given her. Here we are now. And it's just been amazing to see what God has done with just the growth and just being able to minister to millions of women and just that simple message of worth, right? It's so powerful and it's something we need to know every day. You know, in today's culture, we're even often encouraged to engage in self-affirmation or to receive affirmation from others and allow that to determine our worth. God created us to want to feel like we belong and to be affirmed, but by Him. And the problem is when this excessive reliance on external validation it becomes almost an addiction. It becomes a journey in which we're looking to external validation to meet our inner needs and not God. And What we encourage our community to do is to break free from this affirmation culture and to break free from the addiction. And you can start by simply understanding the source of your worth. It doesn't come from achievements or possessions or even the opinions of others or their approval of you. It comes from him. It comes from God who created us and loves us deeply. And this truth should be the foundation of our identity.
2: I immediately think of Isaiah 64 6, that our best is but filthy rags compared to God's glories. Our best is not enough, and that's actually good news. That's the best news is that the pressure is off and that we don't have to be enough. We don't have to earn our worth. We don't have to find our identity, you know, all these messages, beautifully, aesthetically pleasing messages of like, you're enough or find yourself, live your truth. But the bottom line is in and of ourselves, we are very painfully aware of our lack. We're very much aware of our limitations and our imperfections and our inability to sustain ourselves. So that scripture in Isaiah really is just an anchor for all of us to remember that our best is but filthy rags, but God does not view us as trash. God redeems us. He defines us. Our identity is hidden in Christ. And it's really, it's not just a trite phrase of your identity is in Christ. You know, we all hear that our worth is in God. But I want you to know that in order to live that, you have to live securely from it instead of living for it. Instead of trying to find yourself, instead of worrying about if you're enough, come to the end of yourself. Come to the point where you realize that this isn't relying upon you. There's a lot of messages about our worth and our value in this world. But the least common of those messages is that... You don't have to earn it. It's irrevocable. It was purchased on the cross. God's goodness is not reliant upon our enoughness.
0: And that empowers us to focus on being His and being worthy to Him through the cross and not doing, like Cass said, because society does value what we do. You know, most of the time when we introduce ourselves, our first inclination is introduce ourselves, say our name and what we do, right? But that's not who we are. And God values us for who we are. We just need to shift our focus from doing to being and just live as a child of God. And that is enough. Reflect on what God says about you in his word, because it's there. If you read through the pages, you will see it. For instance, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. That's Psalm 139. Chosen and deeply loved. First Peter 2.9, Romans 5.8. And then we get to shift into this mindset where we're now valuing God's opinion above others so that we're not excessively relying on it from others. You know, in scripture, it says to seek him when nobody's looking and he'll reward you in the open. And we need to seek him through prayer, through worship, behind closed doors, like really just intensify our relationship with him and seek that intimacy with him, because that is what will ground us to help us stay focused on our identity.
2: I personally encountered the Jesus storybook Bible when we dedicated our oldest child, Melody. And I've it's been dear to us ever since. And she's nine years old. And it has become a really fun, but also important tool to have when discipling our children, especially the, the colorful illustrations are helpful to hold their attention when I'm trying to get something written on their hearts and not something that I just want them to memorize something. It is pointing them to Christ while also giving them space to process and be playful. You know, it puts it in terms that are really easy for them to consume. And it's also something for me as a mom and my husband as well, it's really good to remember the simplicity of the gospel. It's its really helpful for us to be able to see God's sovereignty woven throughout every word and every page of the Bible and looking at the whole story from an aerial view. So I just really value the Jesus Storybook Bible, and it's been a great tool for me, not just as a mom, but as someone who loves Jesus and needs him desperately.
0: This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible called, The Girl No One Wanted. No one loves me, Leah said. I'm too ugly. But God didn't think she was ugly. And when he saw that Leah was not loved and that no one wanted her, God chose her, to love her specially, to give her a very important job. One day, God was going to rescue the whole world through Leah's family. Now when Leah knew that God loved her in her heart, suddenly it didn't matter anymore whether her husband loved her the best or if she was the prettiest. Someone had chosen her. Someone did love her with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. So when Leah had a baby boy, she called him Judah, which means this time I will praise the Lord. And that's just what she did. And you'll never guess what job God gave Leah. You see, when God looked at Leah, he saw a princess, and sure enough, that's exactly what she became.
1: You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com. And follow her on Instagram, at Sally Lloyd-Jones, and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great, because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.